Welcome to Healthy Spine, Happy Life with your host, Dr. Kay Fontana. Over the next hour, Dr. Kay and her guests will provide you with the keys to freedom from back pain without medication or surgery. Now, here is Dr. Kay. Welcome, everyone. I'm Dr. Kay Fontana, the Healthy Spine Coach, and my guest today is Marie Olson. Marie is a Functional Nutrition Therapy Practitioner, or FNTP, and a Professional Certified Aromatherapist. She has an amazing background on as Guam's premier professional certified aromatherapist and essential oil specialist. She was the only FNTP and professional certified aromatherapist on Guam and now serves as the regional director for Southern Arizona's National Association for Holistic Aromatherapy. She is the owner, founder, FNTP and restorative wellness practitioner behind NutriSimplicity, holistic health made simple and certified professional aromatherapist behind that simple, clean life. NutriSimplicity's mission is educating and empowering individuals and companies toward health and vitality with holistic nutrition and wellness solutions. So thank you for being on my show, Marie. I'm so excited to hear about what you do. Oh, well, thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, great. Um, so I, I want to tell, I want you to tell our listeners a little bit about you. Well, my name is Marie, as you said, and I am a military spouse. So we move quite a bit. I'm a mother of two. I've got a 14-year-old daughter and 11-year-old son. And I've kind of been a Jill of all trades. I do a little bit of everything. And that's partly because I grew up a military brat. And so I have lived a lot of places. Oh, wow. <laughs> and, uh, met people from all walks of life and basically every demographic. And so I feel that that's made me very well-rounded and very diverse in my specialties and areas of expertise. Well, that sounds great. It sounds like you've had quite the experience traveling and and um, as and and very busy being in, you know, being a military spouse and having two teenage children mm -hmm. that must keep you pretty busy. It does. I'm I'm fortunate that I have two very intelligent, very um, <laughs> resilient kiddos. So <laughs> they're usually really, really good whenever we've moved and they usually dive right into meeting new friends and getting into their favorite activities every location we've lived. So that's been really fun for them and helpful for me. So <laughs> well, that's great. It's awesome when you're when your kids kind of go with the flow. Mm -hmm. <laughs> now you have have a very interesting background and you were once a special investigator and then went to functional nutrition went as a functional nutrition therapy practitioner and certified aromatherapist so what prompted you first i mean tell us about being a special investigator what that was all about and what prompted you to change careers well, that was partly because I met and fell in love with my husband. Oh, nice. <laughs> so um, I was actually doing the background investigations for security clearances for the federal government. And that's what, what my job was as a special investigator. So I did background investigations for people getting secret clearances or top secret clearances and that type of thing. 
And I was transferred from the St. Louis District Office to the Kansas City District Office. And so I was working primarily at Whiteman Air Force Base and the surrounding area. So my territory was basically uh, like the southern half of Illinois and probably the middle of Missouri. So there were investigators kind of all over, but um, I I had a a very large area and a very big caseload. And when uh, my husband and I decided to get married, I decided I didn't really want to have to be away from him because I sometimes went to work at six in the morning and didn't get home until 10 o'clock at night, depending on what my investigation load was. And so I actually ended up uh, changing careers and uh, I actually went to work temporarily for the Social Security Administration thinking, oh, there's Social Security offices all over the country all over the world. This will be a great career for me as a military spouse because anywhere he gets transferred, I can get transferred. This will work out great. Well, I started working for the Social Security Administration and about nine months into that job, my husband uh, got orders to a different state. And they were like, oh, that's so great for you. So you can either stay and finish out your two-year probationary period here in Missouri, or you can be put on the waiting list to get transferred. Oh, no. (laughs) I was like, oh, but I thought I was going to get transferred automatically. They're like, oh, no, that's only once you've been with us for two years. So I was like, oh, Oh, okay, well, I guess I'll do something. (laughs) (laughs) So it actually worked out well because the the office in North Carolina where we moved was on a hiring freeze. And so we had lived there, I want to say for about 18 months before they called and said that there was a position available. And so I was like, Oh, you know, I've already kind of changed and (laughs) decided to do my own thing. So uh, we'll just go ahead and let somebody else take that job. So I, I did learn a lot at that job though. And if you ever have to go to a social security administration, just know that the people that work there, have a really huge caseload and they're doing the best they can. <laughs> <laughs> Good to know. <laughs> so I ended up, um, I'd always been kind of curious about nutrition and uh, around the time that we started talking about having kiddos, I was like, you know, I really want to learn more about nutrition so that I can ensure that I have a healthy pregnancy and that I don't have any issues conceiving. And so I started diving into nutrition a little bit more. And I came across the Nutritional Therapy Association, which is actually where I went to school. And what sets them apart from a traditional registered dietitian track is they're more focused on traditional diets Mm -hmm. and um, the diets that were typically used by our ancestors. So it's more in line with Uh, the paleo community or um, the Mediterranean diet, those types of diets that are more focused on whole foods. Um, They don't really like to use a lot of sugar. They're not really into anything processed. And so that's kind of what sets them apart from a registered dietitian. I know there's some registered dietitians that are like, oh, you know, everything's you know, everything in moderation, including moderation. So if you want to eat Twinkies and have sodas, that's great. And that's really not (laughs) great. So um, I I focus more on whole foods and we're focused more on individuals as a whole. We have a more holistic approach to nutrition. 
And so uh, what may work really well for you may not necessarily be the best diet for me. And so it's more bio-individual and that's very similar to how aromatherapy is because Mm -hmm. an oil that one person likes is not necessarily going to be an oil that another person likes. And so as I was going through my nutritional therapy program, a friend of mine that was a nurse was like, oh, you know, you should look into essential oils because I bet that would really complement your nutrition practice. And so I said, huh, what are essential oils? Are they kind of like essential fatty acids? Like I had never heard of essential Uh oils. Knew nothing about them, had no clue. And so she invited me to a class and I learned about these little uh, potions that were in these bottles and all the amazing things that they did. And I was like, huh, okay, well, this sounds interesting. Let me learn more about this. And I am a lifetime learner. I absolutely love learning. I love education. Like I would be in school full time if I could. <laughs> I absolutely love it. My husband thinks I'm totally weird. <laughs> My kids think I'm a complete weirdo, but I just I've always loved education. And the thing that's great about education is no one can take it away from you. Mm-hmm. What you learn is yours to know. And so I absolutely love that. And so I kind of dove into essential oils and the class that I was invited to was actually for a, um, an MLM. And so some of the things that they were recommending, I was like, huh, that sounds a little strange. Like, why would you add essential oils to your water? Cause oil and water don't mix. Mm-hmm. That doesn't sound accurate. And so that was kind of what prompted me to look into essential oils more and find out more about them. And that was how I discovered Aroma Head. Mm-hmm. The Aroma Head Institute of Essential Oil Studies, I think is the full name, School of Essential Oil Studies. Um, I found them trying to figure out <laughs> what the safest way to use essential oils was. And they had a free class. And I was like, oh, well, let me try this free class. And it was absolutely mind blowing. I was like, oh, wow, this is so awesome. I had no idea that essential oils could do all of these things and were so versatile and, you know, were so helpful for so many different body systems. And there's all these different ways that you can use them. And so that's what kind of prompted me to dive into essential oils. And so as I finished up my nutrition program, I went to work, I started my own practice, and I was still kind of taking essential oil classes on the side and slowly integrating those into my client work and just absolutely loved it. And so I ended up becoming the first certified aromatherapist on Guam. And I was the only functional nutritional therapy practitioner on Guam at the time. And so I was seeing clients and making bespoke blends for people um, because as I was doing my coursework, we have to have so many case studies in order to graduate Mm -hmm. as a certified aromatherapist. And so I was already seeing clients. And so I just started adding this as kind of a complementary therapy. So, hey, in addition to doing this, this and this to help with your health goals, maybe try diffusing this or try using this salve or try incorporating this balm or, you know, try these bath salts to help you relax. And I just really loved it. Eventually started teaching. And so now um, I primarily focus on essential oils, not so much nutrition. Mm -hmm. And um, so that's kind of where my path has taken me. Wow, that is fantastic. What, you know, the course of your education and the course of your moving and how everything kind of fell into place for you. Mm -hmm. And 
you know, I, I too am a, I call myself a professional student because I love learning too. And I think it's the best thing that you can do. I'm constantly um, getting involved in, in education of some type. And so I completely agree with you. And oh, I yeah. love Aroma Head too. Yes. Aroma Head is amazing. It's such a great school. I mean, the the education is just top notch, and the forum and all of the support resources that are available to us as students. Because I'm still a student. I'm actually doing my advanced graduate program courses now. But um, just the way that it's all put together, I mean, I really can't say enough good things about it. Oh, I know. <laughs> it's been an amazing experience. It's fantastic. Now, um, tell us a little bit more about functional nutrition therapy. I just want to touch on that a little bit. And, um, you know, what functional nutrition therapy is and how it's different from traditional. You kind of touched on, you know, how it's different from, you know, regular nutrition programs, but also how it's different from conventional medicine, because more and more physicians are getting involved in moving to functional, functional medicine. So can you um, cover that a little bit? Sure. So as a nutritional therapist, so I'm basically a paraprofessional. I'm not considered a medical professional. I can't diagnose or treat Mm -hmm. or cure, which is very similar to what we do as certified aromatherapists. We don't Mm -hmm. treat or cure or diagnose. We just help to support the body to heal itself. And so I'm basically trained to evaluate a client's nutritional needs and help to support normal function of the body, help them identify nutritional deficiencies, and then I can make recommendations based on what I'm seeing in their food journals about dietary changes or lifestyle considerations that they may want to tweak or um improve. And then um, I can also provide supplement recommendations that will help them to enhance their health. Great. Now, as as far as nutrition goes, what would you say, you know, because, um, you know, I work with, uh, I work with women who are experiencing chronic back pain, and with back pain comes inflammation. So Mm -hmm. what would you say to someone who is experiencing chronic back pain and inflammation? What nutritional recommendations would you suggest? Well, first, I have to say that each person is individual. So the reason for one person's inflammation may not be the same as another person's Mm -hmm. inflammation. But there are some general guidelines that I can recommend. So one of the things that I always like to tell people is water is actually the most common nutrient deficiency Mm -hmm. in the the U.S. population. So make sure that you're drinking enough water to start because that can actually help to lubricate those spaces between your bones and uh, the cushioning between your spine. And so that's really, really important. So a good rule of thumb is to make sure that you're drinking half your body weight in ounces every day. So for somebody that weighs 150 pounds, that's 75 ounces of water. Mm-hmm. And that's water. <laughs> so soda, juice, coffee does not count towards that. Right. <laughs> those tend to be diuretic. And so those mm-hmm. tend to actually decrease the amount of water. So a good rule of thumb is if you're drinking six ounces of coffee, to balance that out, you're going to want to drink a little bit more water because that's actually reducing the amount of hydration in your body because of the caffeine. 
So excellent. Making sure that you're well hydrated is probably my first tip. And then just avoiding foods that you tend to notice inflame you. So for me personally, I have a wheat sensitivity. And so I notice whenever I have anything with wheat, I experience a lot of bloating and inflammation. And so knowing what foods are causing inflammation for you specifically is really helpful and eliminating those is going to help reduce the level of inflammation in your body as well. Excellent. Um, one of the biggest offenders <laughs> for inflammation is sugar. Uh-huh. <laughs> so making sure that you're um, not eating a lot of sweets and limiting the amount of processed sugars, processed carbohydrates, um, which convert to sugar in your body is really important. So focusing more on a whole food diet and things that are grown in their whole state. So fruits and vegetables, pastured meats and um, eggs and grass-fed beef and that type of thing, because that's as close to the source as it can be. So those types of foods are going to be more beneficial than the foods that come in a box or a bag. Excellent. You know, those are the same tips that I tell people is, Mm -hmm. you know, cut back on your gluten cut back on your sugar, eliminate sugar, because sugar is, in my opinion, evil. (laughs) And it should not, it it contributes to so much inflammation. So when we come back um, with Marie, we're going to talk more about aromatherapy. So I invite you to come back after our break and stay tuned for more with Marie Olson. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You are listening to Healthy Spine, Happy Life. 
If you have questions for Dr. K or her guests, join us on the show at 866-472-5792. That's 866-472-5792. Now, back to the show with Kay. Welcome back to Healthy Spine, Happy Life. I'm Dr. Kay Fontana, and I am here with my guest, Marie Olson from Simplicity. So, Marie, welcome back. Um, I understand that you took your first aromatherapy class back in 2015. And what were some key elements of aromatherapy that really inspired you to continue your education, because you're still in education in aromatherapy, and use it in your practice? So I have to say the main thing that prompted me to learn more about essential oils was when I first started learning about them, which was probably had to have been sometime around 2013 or so. Um, My son was little and he has always had respiratory difficulties. He contracted RSV when he was about eight months old, Mm. wound up in the hospital And they had told me at that time, they're like, you know, we don't know if there's a correlation between RSV and asthma that it's causing asthma later in life or kids that are more prone to asthma are more susceptible to RSV. But there's definitely a correlation between the kids that contract RSV and the kids that later develop asthma. And so they had told me they're like, you know, there's a, a really good chance that he might get asthma later. And. You know, my daughter never really had any respiratory issues. She never had RSV when she was little. And when my son was about three, he went into preschool and he would miss a lot of school because he would get a cold and he would be sick for a month because it would just take his body that long to recover. Wow. And so when I got introduced to essential oils, one of the things that they had said was, oh, you know, you should try this because it's very supportive to the respiratory system. Of course, I didn't know at the time it really wasn't recommended (laughs) for a child his age. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, when you know better, you do better. So, of course, now I wouldn't have recommended the same oil to a child. But I will say that I started diffusing the oil in his room. And I would diffuse it overnight while he was sleeping. And that first um, year after I had been diffusing oils in his room, like during cold and flu season, primarily, he went from missing like five days of school every year to missing no days of school. And the fact that he was getting sick and getting over it in like a matter of days instead of a matter of weeks was a huge win. And of course my husband was like, well, maybe it's just because he's getting older and his immune system is getting better. And I'm Uh like, or maybe it's that we're using essential oils supporting (laughs) his immune system. Mm -hmm. And so with those results, that's what kind of prompted me to learn more. And of course, that's when I found out, oh, this isn't the greatest essential oil (laughs) for a child under the age of five. But, um, now I, I know to make better choices, but I love being able to support our family with essential oils and diffusing essential oils, especially during like seasons where there's high virus loads and being able to use essential oils that are going to be killing the germs in the air and just purifying your home, I think is a huge a huge way to combat um, sickness and making sure that people are staying well. That's amazing. Um, I had a similar experience with essential oils and my asthma, which I was, uh, I was 
going to the ER quite frequently about, I'd say six years ago. No, it's been longer than that. Maybe about eight years ago that uh, when I first started using essential oils and I was having these asthma attacks and I, I know they were related to allergies, but I couldn't figure out why all of a sudden I was having this issue. And I started using essential oils and that issue went away. I haven't been to the ER for a respiratory issue since that time, since I started using essential oils. So that's, mm -hmm. a, you know, that's a great story with, um, with your son. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. And one of the things I always like to tell people um, when I'm doing consultations with them, especially is no two people are going to like the same essential oils and right. they're not going to have the same benefits even with the same essential oil. So a perfect example is um, lavender is kind of well known for being, you know, very calming mm -hmm. and relaxing. And that's what people like to diffuse in the room before bed because it makes them sleepy. Lavender has absolutely no impact on my son whatsoever. Wow. <laughs> Does not make him sleepy. Like I could diffuse like <laughs> an entire <laughs> distillery in his room and he would just still be bouncing off the walls. Wow. But cedarwood for him like knocks him out or vetiver knocks him out. And wow. so when my kids were younger, like I would, I would diffuse lavender in my daughter's room and she would be out like within five minutes. Wow. If I did the same thing for my son, he, it, it wouldn't do anything. But then when I discovered vetiver and I would put like a drop on his pillow, he would be out within five minutes. Wow. That's and amazing. I don't really like the smell of vetiver. Really? I love it. <laughs> it's kind of like, it reminds me of a campfire. It's very earthy. Oh yeah. So um, when he was little, he'd say, mama, I want my stinky oil. <laughs> and so then I would know, okay, he must be tired and this helps him to relax. And so I put a drop of vetiver on his pillow and he would be out within a matter of minutes. Wow. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I never thought of doing that. <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> now you were, um, you were the professional certified aromatherapist on Guam. And you told us how you got there. How did your work help people on the island? So anyone who has ever lived in a remote location knows that it is very expensive. So living on Guam was very expensive. Everything has to be shipped to there. And there's not a lot of resources immediately available on the island that we kind of are used to being able to just get wherever um, in the mainland. And so <laughs> I used to laugh because we had friends that have been stationed in Hawaii and they're like, oh my gosh, it's so expensive in Hawaii. And we went to a class after we'd been living in Guam for about three months, we got sent to Hawaii because my husband had to attend a class. And so of course I went with him because mm -hmm. who wouldn't want to go to Hawaii? Right. <laughs> and I remember going to get groceries and everyone's like, oh, the groceries are so expensive in Hawaii. They were like a third the cost as they were in Guam. Wow. And I was like, man, let's stock up and groceries <laughs> back with us. So I think, so like, as I don't even know how much strawberries would be in the States, but like in Hawaii, they were $3.99 for a pint. In Guam, they were $9.99 for a pint. Oh my. So needless to say, we had strawberries like twice <laughs> in the two and a half years that we lived on Guam. And then of course, the one time then we were in Hawaii, I, I got some, but, um, but, 
I really appreciated the fact that people were more open to natural remedies on Guam mm-hmm. because there's not a lot like there wasn't even a pediatric endocrinologist on the island when we were there. And so if if a child had diabetes, for example, they had to go to Hawaii to be treated. Wow. Because there was not an endocrinologist when we lived there that could see pediatric patients. And so I loved the ability to provide them with more affordable, holistic options so that they weren't necessarily having to go to the doctor for every little thing. Because I do think that there is definitely a place for doctors. Mm-hmm. But if we can support ourselves with our general well wellness and health without having to burden the doctor with those things, because they're basically just going to tell you drink fluids, get rest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then essential oils are a great adjunct to that, because when you're diffusing essential oils, you're helping to impact your mood. You're helping to impact your respiratory system. And so it's just a great affordable solution for people that they're not having to go and seek out more expensive treatment options. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, you would think that, you know, being on Guam, that they that they wouldn't have access to the junk food that we have here, that it would is that is that a fair statement? I definitely think that the um, the folks that are still doing their traditional diets tend to be healthier. Um, There is definitely a lot of processed food on Guam because Mm. fresh food has to be shipped. And so unless it can be shipped frozen, there's not a lot of fresh options available. Mm -hmm. A lot of the options are packaged or frozen. I don't think there was such a thing when we lived there as fresh meat, like everything came in frozen. Mm -hmm. So um, it, it is something that is definitely a struggle because of the um, just the remoteness of Guam, especially to the United States, but even to other countries. Guam, mm-hmm. people don't realize how far Guam is. Yeah, it is pretty <laughs> from, far. From land. <laughs> <laughs> it is pretty far. I was looking on it, looking at it on the map the other day and thinking, wow, it's just a little speck in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, I want to say to fly from Guam to Hawaii was like an eight-hour flight. Oh, really? Wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's really far. (laughs) Now, you are currently the regional director for the National Association for Holistic Aromatherapy in Southern Arizona. So what type of work do you do in that role? So as a regional director, our role is to help support the NAHA members, We provide resources to them. Um, I like to teach classes to spread the word about using essential oils safely and make sure that people know that essential oils are a valid option for them to help support their health. And then we also help to um, just get the word out about Naha. A lot of people have never heard of it and don't know that there's an organization for aromatherapists or for individuals learning about aromatherapy. And one of the things that I love about Naha is our journal. So usually four times a year, there is a journal published which, which has recipes and tips and ideas for using essential oils and just general information and science to back up um, all of the information about the essential oils. And it's just such a plethora of resources that everyone can benefit from, even if you're not an aromatherapist. 
Oh, that's great. And then how can people get involved in Naha? So you can actually join Naha as a member, even if you're not an aromatherapist. There's um, different levels of membership, and then there's different um, requirements to be a member. But um, there's a friend or student of aromatherapy membership, as well as different levels based on your level of education as a certified aromatherapist. And so really anyone that's interested in aromatherapy can join and support NAHA. That's great. And knowing that they have a journal that has so much information would be so helpful to people that are not skilled in aromatherapy, but just want additional information. That's great. Exactly. And membership includes the subscription to the journal, which is my favorite perk, personally. (laughs) I love the journal. Every time it comes out, I always read it. Um, But you can also get um, access to Naha approved schools. You can learn more about aromatherapy. You can do a search for an aromatherapist in your area. There's a store that you can shop from. There's just so many different perks of Naha. So I always love talking about Naha and letting people know that that's a valuable resource that they can take advantage of. Oh, that's awesome. Now, some, what are some of the things besides going into the advanced studies in aromatherapy, what are some of the things that you've done to help improve your skills as an aromatherapist? One of the things that I think was most helpful for me were the case studies that we had to do as part of our education. So Mm -hmm. I know you said that (laughs) you wanted to know outside of school, but I think that the case studies when I was in school really helped to give me that knowledge to go forward when I did work with clients after school and working with different clients and seeing what affects different people in different ways is so valuable. And then of course, making your own products is huge. You learn so much when you're blending your own products or blending your own stock blends to use in a diffuser and just experimenting with the oils and smelling the oils and seeing how they make you feel. I just think that it's so informative to everything you do as an aromatherapist when you experiment. I love experimenting with essential oils. I have made so many concoctions out of, you know, I've made salves and lotions and lip balms and, and I've diffused it. And I mean, I, I have a whole cabinet full of, of essential oils and I personally like vetiver, (laughs) but but, um, I have a a new fondness for vetiver and, but so many, just so many of them, there's, there's very few that I don't like. Um, I, I use them for different, you know, different things. I mix and match them and um, they're just Oh, they're just so beautiful. Essential oils are just so beautiful. And I can't imagine being without essential oils now. I, like you, when I was first introduced to essential oils, I had 
no idea what they were. And my daughter actually turned me on to them. She said, you know, you should try this for your asthma. And mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, whatever. And then I did. <laughs> and I thought, oh my gosh, it saved my life. So, well, and, now, and then just the synergistic benefits. So, I mean, I have several essential oils that are my favorites, but using them in combination is even more powerful. And yes. so you can create something completely new and completely custom by experimenting and seeing what works best for you versus what works best for somebody else. And you can just make something that's completely unique to the individual. Great. Uh, That is so true. Now, before we go to break, um, if someone were to come to you with, let's say, chronic back pain, what essential oils would you use and why? So I like to uh, tweak those to the individual. So I always have them, I, I pull out a few different oils that I think would be helpful. And I always encourage them to smell them, tell me which ones they like, which ones they don't like, because let's face it, if you make the perfect blend, but they don't like the way it smells, they're probably not going to use it. Mm-hmm. So aroma is very important in aromatherapy Mm -hmm. (laughs) you have to have something that's going to smell good right there are so many oils that are anti-spasmodic or anti-inflammatory that there is just a plethora of options that you can choose from so it's really important to choose the ones that are going to have the benefits that you want but are also going to be useful for you because they smell good they're uplifting they make you feel good and they encourage you to use them That's great. And so there is definitely a place for essential oils with people with chronic back pain. Definitely. Absolutely. Great. And now what are some of your favorite essential oils? You talked about one that you don't care for so much, but what are your favorites? I absolutely love the conifer oils. Balsam fir is one of my favorites. Mm. I love grapefruit. I love black pepper, which black pepper, incidentally, is really good for um, spasms and inflammation. So that would be one that I would probably include in my sampling of people to try and Mm -hmm. see if they wanted that in their blend. It's really good for circulation and improving um, the warmth in the body. So it really helps to get the blood moving and helps to uh, relax areas where muscles are tight. Excellent. I love black pepper. I love grapefruit too. That's one of my favorites. So when we come back after break, we will continue our conversation with Marie Olson from NutraSimplicity. So stay tuned. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Are you a woman suffering from chronic back pain due to a work-related injury? Women in emergency services, police, fire, medical, and healthcare run the risk of back injuries due to the intense physical demands of their job. Tune into Healthy Spine, Happy Life, which focuses on holistic and natural alternatives to healing back pain, such as energy medicine, functional nutrition, qigong, aromatherapy, and more. Join host Dr. Kay Fontana and her guests for their discussions centered around proven practices that will change the course of back pain into vibrant health and energy without medication or surgery. Healthy Spine, Happy Life, Fridays at 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. 
Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Connect with us, and we'll connect with you. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is on LinkedIn. Get the first word about happenings with the network, where our next live event will be, and what's up with our hosts. Look up Voice America on LinkedIn. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. listening to Healthy Spine, Happy Life. If you have questions for Dr. K or her guests, join us on the show at 866-472-5792. That's 866-472-5792. Now, back to the show with Kay. Welcome back to Healthy Spine, Happy Life. I'm Dr. Kay Fontana, the Healthy Spine Coach, and I am here with my guest, Marie Olson from Nutrisimplicity. So Marie, you are the founder of Nutrisimplicity. Can you tell our listeners about your business? Sure. So the way that I came up with the name is, you know, my focus was nutrition and I really wanted people to have an easy way to grasp nutrition and so hence the the simplicity so i just combined those and made nutrisimplicity and my whole goal was to make nutrition accessible because it really doesn't have to be difficult i mean you just need to focus on simple ingredients and make sure that you have a good variety in your diet and so that's what i tried to instill in my clients and then just making small tweaks in what they were buying with their groceries and what they were serving for breakfast lunch and dinner and making sure that it was in alignment with those nutrition principles and then just making sure that they're incorporating movement into their day and they're focusing on getting enough sleep drinking enough water i mean it's there's kind of pillars of health, if you will. So they want to focus on nutrition. They want to focus on activity. They want to focus on hydration. And then just putting that all together is much more simple than I think some people realize that it it doesn't have to be difficult. <laughs> right. It doesn't. So what what are some reasons that your clients come to you? I'm... I'm really actually not seeing nutrition clients now um, because I've transitioned more to aromatherapy. But when I was seeing clients, most people were coming to me because of poor digestion. And so just Mm. helping them to get their digestion, (laughs) no pun intended, but back on track (laughs) (laughs) so that they were making sure that they were eliminating properly and digesting properly. Because if you put something in your body and you're not getting the nutrition from it, then your health is going to suffer. And digestion is such a key part of making sure that you're getting that nutrition from your food. So you really need to optimize your digestion in order to optimize your health. Excellent. Now, you know, we talked about sugar. Um, So how does, you know, you you focused on uh, people with digestion issues. What is some what is a key issue that people who consume a lot of sugar 
deal with? So some of the most common complaints that I had, other than the obvious like cavities uh, or right. Bad would be, you know, they're maybe they're not sleeping well, maybe they're feeling restless, um, they don't have enough energy because they eat a bunch of sugar at breakfast and then midday their energy just crashes and they really want to take a nap. And so making sure that they're getting a good breakfast that's going to sustain them until lunch and then a good lunch that's going to sustain them until dinner so that they have that even balanced energy throughout the day and are able to function at an optimal level is one of the reasons that making sure that you're not overindulging in sugar is so important. So what are some success stories that you'd like to share with us? The one that I'm most proud of was a classmate of mine from Nutritional Therapy Association, and she uh, she focuses more on mental health in her practice. Mm-hmm. And so I was focusing more on digestion, and I did a little bit with corporate wellness and fertility. And so we had two completely different paths, even though we went to the same school. And she came to me because she had this fantastic diet, but she was still struggling with some things that she wanted help with, uh, with her digestion. And since I had some advanced training through the restorative wellness solutions program, I can actually do testing for clients to determine um, if they have specific food sensitivities, um, if their hormones are properly balanced. And so she came to me wanting to get tested for um, some uh, food sensitivities. And we discovered that her evening glass of wine was actually not great for her because grapes were one of her sensitivities. Oh, no. (laughs) And so just making a simple tweak, I think I recommended, okay, if you're really wanting to imbibe, maybe try some um, mead instead because it's made from apples instead of grapes. And just a few minor things, because her diet, like I said, her her diet was pretty pristine. Um, a few minor things made a huge difference for her. And she gave me this glowing review. And I was like, this is so awesome because we went to the same school, but I was still able to help her. So I was very proud of that. That's amazing. Well, you know, it's very similar to, um, you know, doctors who specialize in different areas, you know, a cardiologist versus a nephrologist or a Mm -hmm. pulmonologist, you know, they all have their specialties and maybe not really looking at something, you know, for something that is out of line with what their specialty is. So that makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. And, and that's also why you can go to three different <laughs> medical doctors and get three completely different <laughs> recommendations. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that is so true. And that is why I believe so much in functional medicine. And because functional medicine looks at the whole picture, they look at everything that's going on in there and put it all together. And it's like this big, massive puzzle to see, you know, you know, I, my husband has some serious health issues and he has more doctors than I have ever seen in my entire life. Mm -hmm. And they all have a different perception of what's going on in there. Mm -hmm. But, um, It's like this huge puzzle. And one of his doctors once said that he is so complicated and he is this 
big puzzle and what to focus on first and focus on next. But in functional medicine, they look at the whole thing. They don't, they take apart every aspect of the being in, you know, from top bottom, from front to back, from now front to way back when they were born. Um, and, and that's why I love that so much. I love functional medicine and functional nutrition. I think it's just a fabulous discovery in the medical world. I agree. And then that's that's actually why I call myself an investigative nutritionist, <laughs> because it is like a puzzle and you're you're trying to investigate what the root cause is and why that root cause is being affected and all the different pieces of the puzzle that come into play. And so that's one of the things that I really loved about working with people. But it's also one of the things that I don't miss. <laughs> <laughs> now that I'm focused more on aromatherapy because it is very complex. And so I would only take a handful of clients a year because I wanted to devote my full attention to them and just making sure that they were getting what they needed with my consultations. Excellent. And what would you say to somebody? I know everyone is different and everybody has their own, not only origin of pain, but also individual individuality where their treatment is different. But what would you say to someone that might come to you for chronic back pain? What I would probably do is, as like I said earlier, I would make sure that they're well hydrated make sure that they are um, supporting themselves nutritionally. So mm -hmm. making sure that they're eliminating foods that are causing inflammation, eating foods that are going to support uh, their mineral supplementation, um, especially if it's uh, a bone issue that's causing the pain, um, making sure that their minerals are balanced, making sure that they're um, getting the nutrients that they need from their diet and not eating uh, nutrient devoid foods. And then just making sure that they're using supportive, um, what's the word I'm looking for? <laughs> Additional supports to mm -hmm. help them, um, depending on what is causing their pain, whether it's spasms or if it's um, muscle discomfort, or if it's more uh, tendon and ligament related. Some of my favorite things to do are um, see a chiropractor, get regular back massages, um, look into yoga or tai chi or other gentle exercise modalities that are going to be helpful for stretching if if their issue is caused by um lack of range of motion, for example, those are some of the things that I would probably suggest. And then of course, I would want to make them a bespoke, you know, product just for their areas that are causing them particular discomfort. Great. And I want to add one more to that list of, of potential treatments for people is Qigong. Um, I recently got my certification in Qigong and it is an amazing martial art. And not only is it amazing, it's beautiful and it is so calming and every aspect of it is helps release, you know, release the tissues and, and help with chronic pain. And I think that that's one that, that you could recommend to your clients is, um, is qigong i actually am much more fond of it than 
Tai Chi because Tai okay. Chi, yeah, Tai Chi has so many movements in it, but Qigong has been an amazing resource for me. Oh, that's good to know. So I to love it. Look into that. The other, the other ones that I probably should mention too are acupuncture or acupressure, and then. Um, just making sure that you're uh, supporting yourself in a way um, that's helpful for your health. So making sure that you're reducing your stress or mm-hmm. the kind of triggers that are leading to um, muscle tension that is contributing to back pain, that type of thing. But yeah, I'll have to check out Qigong. That sounds amazing. Right. And you know, the funny thing is, is that it's not, it's, it's one of those that's becoming more popular, but a lot of people don't even know what Qigong is. And and it is one of those martial arts, and it's very similar to Tai Chi, but it's not exactly like it. Um, but I would definitely look into it and, you know, see the many, many benefits. There are so many benefits to it. Uh, so basically, you know, it's part of an energy art, and energy arts are those that can really help people as well. Mm-hmm. Now, you mentioned your son with asthma. Have you had any other experiences um, with wellness in your family and how your work has helped your family overcome challenges? Well, I know just from a personal perspective, I... Um, was making several blends as part of my aromatherapy training. And I I had overdone it one time doing lunges mm-hmm. to the point that I, I basically couldn't walk. Oh, no. <laughs> it, was, it was pretty bad. And I reached for an essential oil blend that I had made in class. And I know it had grapefruit and black pepper and a few other things in it. And the recovery time was drastically reduced when I started applying that because it really helps improve circulation and it helped to repair the soreness. And so I was much less uncomfortable (laughs) (laughs) once I started applying that. And so I, before I had discovered aromatherapy, when I would do stuff like that, it would take me usually like a week to 10 days to recover fully. And then once I used the blend that I had made, I was much better in probably two or three days. Wow. Isn't that amazing? I mean, it really is. essential oils are fabulous and I've had so much success with them. They're just, you know, not only are they, they're beautiful, they smell good, depending on which ones you like, you know, everyone Mm -hmm. has, everyone has those that they're not, they don't really care for. Mm -hmm. Um, Like mine is rose. I don't like rose oil because it's, I don't know, it's just so potent, but many people love it. Many people love it. But I mean, even we used to live in Washington and grow, grew our own roses. And, and I love the smell of roses, but um, not essential oils. So you just have to play around with them and see what you like. Well, and, and I would say too, that just because you don't like it now, don't give up on never liking it. Cause I right. used to hate the smell of geranium. Uh-huh. But I noticed when I need geranium in my life, it smells so good to me. Right. But yes. then when I'm, I'm kind of done with it, then <laughs> yeah, I don't really need that anymore. <laughs> well, real quick, Marie, before we close, I want people to find out how to get in touch with you if they want to work with you. Okay, great. Well, I am primarily on Facebook. You can also find me on Instagram. So my handle on Instagram is that simple clean life. 
I'm also listed as That Simple Clean Life or my name, Marie Olson, with two O's, O-L-S-O-N, on Facebook. And I think you have my link to all my favorite things and (laughs) some of the products (laughs) that I recommend in the show notes. Great. Thank you so much, Marie. It has been a pleasure to speak with you today about your work and and your history, your family. It's been fascinating. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening to Healthy Spine, Happy Life. This is Dr. Kay Fontana. Until next Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Healthy Spine, Happy Life. We hope today's show has helped you learn to manage your back pain or help heal it. Tune in next week for more proven methods. Until then, have a fantastic week.